It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susanna Wexby is cooking. Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 14th of October, the 287th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are only 78 days left in 2023. It's Julius Nerere Day in Tanzania, the day when the country honors its first president. Nerere, who is often referred to by the Swahili honorific Mwalimu, which means teacher, is known as the father of the nation. Tanzania, formerly known as Tanganyika, gained independence from Britain in 1961, and Nerere served as the first prime minister. In 1962, Tanganyika became a republic, and Nerere was elected president. Following a revolution on the neighboring island of Zanzibar in 1964, the island was unified with Tanganyika to form Tanzania. Julius Nerere served as president of Tanzania until 1985. A Pan-Africanist, Nerere instituted a one-party system and was later vilified as a dictator. During his heyday, and to this day, he was deeply respected, hence his honorific Mwalimu, especially for his policy of Ujama, which means fraternity in Swahili. Nerere attempted to build upon pre-colonial communal traditions, or as he put it, local people cooperating with each other to provide for the essentials of living. Julius Nerere did not seek re-election in the 1985 polls, prompting biographer Paul Bjerk to write that he was one of the few African leaders to have voluntarily, gracefully, and honorably bowed out of governance. Nurere died on this date in 1999. It's the Sound Kitchen and Susanna Winsby's cooking. I've got baby brother, also known as Paul Myers, right here next to me. Say hello, baby <laughs> brother. Hello, big sister. How are you doing? I am so happy to have you back beside me, Paul. Paul's been traveling around France reporting on the Rugby World Cup for us. What did you love the best in all the games you've been watching? I loved going around France. I've seen new cities such as uh, Marseille, visited that for the first time, saw Toulouse a bit more for the first time, uh, Bordeaux, I went to again, Nice, another visit there. And as for the matches, Ireland versus South Africa. That was, that's been the best so far. 
um, finished 13-8 to Ireland, and that came after seeing some 96 nils, 75-12s and things like that, you know, and suddenly seeing a, an intense, really tight affair, ooh, it was for the purists. So that's been my favourite so far, and of course there's more to come. Paul's ready to mix in your delicious sound kitchen ingredients, your answers to the bonus question on the listener's corner. There's music from Air One still to come too, but first... The quiz. On the 16th of September, I asked you a question about French President Emmanuel Macron's trip to Bangladesh earlier that week. It was the first state visit to Bangladesh by a sitting French president in 33 years. You were to send in the answer to this question. How many euros are generated in bilateral trade between France and Bangladesh? Baby brother, that's the answer. To quote our article, bilateral trade between France and Bangladesh grew from 210 million euros in 1990 to 4.9 billion euros today. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question. Who was your favourite teacher and why? The question was suggested by both Lata Akhtar Momo and Kuki Jayanara Yasmin. You'll hear the answers later in the Listener's Corner, so please do stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI English listener Cipriano Brito from Goa, India. Cipriano is also the winner of this week's bonus question. He wrote, My favorite teacher was my French teacher, Ms. Clara. She was a brilliant teacher, and I always scored 80% and above in French. Très bien, Cipriano. The other winners this week are Salahin An Nahian, who's a member of the Shetu RFI Listeners Club in Nalgaon, Bangladesh. RFI Listeners Club member Ranjit Darnal from Gandaki, Nepal. And RFI English listeners Sultana Begum and Shayuli Katun, both from Siraj Ganj, Bangladesh. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. The question this week is about France-Mongolia cooperation. As RFI English journalist Jan van der Mata noted in his article, Mongolia President Begins France Visit to Discuss Uranium Mining, Energy, Mongolian President Ukna Kurelsuk was in France earlier this week, following a trip to Mongolia by French President Emmanuel Macron in May. At that meeting, the two countries pledged to expand ties. France is especially interested in uranium mining in Mongolia. Jan noted this is not new and wrote about a 2015 joint venture between the two countries, I want you to tell me about that joint venture. Reread Jan van der Mata's article, Mongolia President Begins France Visit to Discuss Uranium Mining, Energy, and send in the answer to this question. 
In the 2015 joint venture signed by both countries, what are the names of the companies involved and what is the controlling interest of each company? Again, reread Jan van der Mata's article, Mongolia President Begins France Visit to Discuss Uranium Mining Energy, and answer this question. What are the names of the two companies involved in the 2015 uranium mining joint venture? And what is the controlling interest of each company? You'll find Jan's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages. Baby brother, what's this week's bonus question? Since last week's question was... Who, to you, is the most beautiful woman in all of history? In a spirit of equality, today's is Who, to you, is the most handsome man in all of history? Shah Rukh Khan, Michael Angelo's David, Kerry Grant. Should I put myself in that path? Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so please send them in. Baby brother, how's about you? Most beautiful man in history, ooh, I'd say Gregory Peck. I loved Gregory Peck. I could always look at him. Clint Eastwood, in his Western days, I liked Clint. I think he was rugged and cool. And going back further than that, but of course, remember in the olden days, all those pictures of beautiful men were actually quite well <clears throat> doctored. So it's difficult to say. Um, but recently, yeah, Gregory Peck and Clint Eastwood. And you? Beautiful men? Oh, you know, it, it, it's actually a really hard question for me because I don't really look at men that way. I really, I, I'm really unvisual. But Sean Connery, when he was older, over 50, not when he was young. He, he would certainly be at the top of my list. And yesterday I went, oh, my goodness, of course, Omar Sy. Omar Sy is a contemporary French actor, quite gifted. And when he smiles, the entire world lights up. He's gorgeous. Uh, yeah. So I'll start smiling now, shall I? <laughs> Please do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Listeners, what about you? You have until the 13th of November to get your answers to the quiz and the bonus question in. Be sure to tune in on the 18th of November to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus three three six three one one two. Nine six eight two. That's plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI club membership number. Bonjour. I'm Tondra Tabasum from Bangladesh. 
I am five years old. I listen radio from every day. Thank you, Tandra. Tandra is now 13, and I don't think she sounds like her five-year-old self anymore. Tandra, send me some updated drops. Tandra has a little sister now, Aorna, and took some really cute pictures of her for us. Be sure and look at the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages to see one of our new radio fans. And now, more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, my dear baby brother. Okay, big sister. The question you answered for this week is, who was your favourite teacher and why? It was suggested by both Lata Akhta Momo and Kuki Jayanara Yesman. Kashif Khalil's favourite teacher was French. She taught chemistry in his class 10 and Kashif wrote, she was so polite and lovely that I've never forgotten her. Dipita Chakrabarti wrote, of all subjects, I feared maths the most. However, Mrs. Arati Dev, my saviour and mentor, guided me to first learn the basics and to practice every day for two hours. Soon, my fear turned into love for the subject. I never looked back till I scored A plus in my school leaving final exam. Arati Mam is my favourite teacher. Oh, like my algebra teacher, Depita, who, just like you, taught me how to overcome my fear and not only to do well, but to love it. Jayanta Chakrabarti's favorite teacher was a Belgian Jesuit priest. This is what he wrote. My favorite teacher was Father Albert Hua, rector and vice principal of St. Xavier's College in Calcutta. He was a strict disciplinarian but a loving and caring person who guided and moulded me academically and morally so that I was ready to face the world as an adult. I am fortunate to have been tutored by this selfless, devoted Belgian Jesuit priest. He chose India as his home for the welfare of the student community. He was also a man of humour. When a former student of his became the superior of the Calcutta Order, Father Hua would tell our class with a wink and a smile, See, my student has become my boss. I truly miss my mentor so much. This kind-hearted, compassionate soul passed away in Brussels in 2018 at the age of 93. I hear you, Gianta. I miss my mentor, Brother Edmund Hunt, to this day. Sir Shabir Ahmad was Riaz Ahmed Khan's favourite teacher. Riaz wrote... He was very polite, hardworking and punctual. He always taught and guided his students with love and care. Many of you wrote about the familial feelings that developed with your teachers. Father Stephen Warra even called his favourite teacher Ma. This is what he wrote. My favourite teacher was my primary five teacher way back in 1970. Her name was Ma Susan Awa. And so she was to me a ma. She appreciated and encouraged my intelligence, which inspired me to work even harder. And I passed all three final exams in her class in the first position. Bravo! And even better still, I'm still her son, and she is still my mother. Salahin and Nayan had a similar experience to yours, Father Steve. 
He wrote, A teacher is equivalent to a father. I have great respect and admiration for all my teachers. Among all the teachers I have come across in my life, there was one teacher who was my favourite, Muahed Sir. Muahed Sir also loved me very much. He always looked after me. I felt my father's shadow near him. I don't know why he loved me so much, but his behaviour impressed me more than any other teacher. He seemed different from other teachers. For example, I couldn't go to school once due to illness. He came to my house to get my news. He was a great teacher in my life. I still remember his words. Sir is not alive, but I remember his every word and teaching. He used to advise me that honesty is the best policy. I still follow his advice. Rashid Naz's father is a primary school teacher and he wrote, My father is known in our community as an ideal teacher. He's honest, modest, gentle and dutiful. He started his career as a teacher when he was 30. My father is my best teacher. I like him very much. He's very liberal, amicable, kind-hearted and sympathetic. When I fail to understand any matter, he teaches me very attentively and carefully. He teaches me not only the academic syllabus, but also the current affairs of the world. On many occasions, he has advised me not to quarrel with anybody, not to steal, and to never tell a lie. His advice helps me to remain honest. I have a very friendly relationship with him. I consider him my guide, master and philosopher. His proper guidance and counselling will help me to have good results in school and have a bright career. We'll close with Mumi Mittel Munmun, whose favourite teacher is her mother. This is what she wrote. Since I was born, she's always cared for me properly and been a very good guide. My mother is a very pious woman. She always says, speak the truth. Learn your lessons attentively and never quarrel with anyone. That way you'll shine in life. I think everyone should obey my mother's kind moral lessons. I send greetings and thanks to all the mothers of the world. Mm-hmm. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question is, who is, to you, the most handsome man in all of history? Do you have a bonus question idea? If so, send it to us at The Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. And a special thanks to Paul Myers for hanging out in the kitchen with us. Glad to be back and lovely, as always, to be with you. Are there more rugby matches in your near future, baby brother? Uh, Two this weekend. Big ones. The quarterfinals, Ireland against New Zealand. And then South Africa against the hosts, France, on Sunday night. Ooh, la, la, le crunch. Ah, and then the winners of each one of those will play each other. And the, when, uh, when, when is that game? That's... The uh, final, final, final game. The final is on October the 28th. Okay. So we've got a few more matches. We've got the semis and then the third place playoff and then the final. But uh, this weekend, quarterfinals, some real tasty matches. Excellent, excellent. Listening to the Sound Kitchen on Radio France International.
Before we go, some club news. If you happen to be in Nankana Sahib, Pakistan tomorrow, stop in at the Medina restaurant and join the festivities. The RFI English World United Listeners Club, under the steady guidance of its president, Fahim Noor, is celebrating their 23rd anniversary as a club. 23 years now, that's something to celebrate. Wulo, as the club is called, is very inclusive and works towards peace amongst all peoples, regardless of religion or nationality. So if you pop into Fahim's restaurant, you'll be welcomed with open arms. And it's a restaurant. I bet you'll get some good food, too. I wish I could be there, Fahim. Have a great party. And thanks for your unswerving fidelity to RFI English. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing mastery. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the southern French city that is close to Nîmes. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. And by golly, he taught me something very interesting with his choice this week. It's the jazz standard written by Dizzy Gillespie in the 1940s, A Night in Tunisia, which I'm pretty certain you've all heard. But not in this version. What you'll hear was arranged and sung by the French vocal jazz group Les Double Six, or the Double Six of Paris. Founded by Mimi Perrin in 1959, the name of the group was an allusion to the fact that the sextet used double tracking techniques to enhance and fatten the sound. What does that mean concretely? the six members would all sing once to a recording track, then sing the exact duplicate performance again to a second track, doubling each individual vocal part. That way, they sounded like jazz big bands, like Count Basie's or Duke Ellington's orchestras, for example. Brilliant, no? Unfortunately, the group is not long-lasting due to Perrin's health problems. From her group, emerged the Swingle Singers in 1962. Led by Ward Swingle, they had a large international following. My parents had their records. That group, the Swingle Singers, has changed a few times over the years, but it's still together. As for the Double Six, they made several European tours and also traveled to North America, recording with the likes of Quincy Jones, Dizzy Gillespie, and Ray Charles. Marvel and enjoy. And thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week. Paris comme au bois, ça me plaira. Des bijoux tapis volants. Paris, du Don Cali.
Faut pas tenter de trouver la porte d'entrée d'un bonheur d'entendre. 